Good morning. Um, very welcome you uh, to our webinar. Uh, this time we are speaking about tax benefits for IT business and startups in Baltics, Belarus and Israel. You are probably right asking why Israel and uh, here's the agenda what you will hear in the next hour or so. And uh, in a if you scroll to the next slide, then um, you can uh, see my line of thinking that uh, I, it all started with uh, an article in The Economist that uh, where I saw that uh, Israel is actually number one country of uh, if we count number of startups per capita. So uh, very well done. And uh, we, uh, we have good friends in Israel. And uh, I thought, uh, why don't we invite uh, to talk to us and to our clients directly, uh, some Israeli tax specialists about uh, their tax environment uh, regarding startups and explain us why is this uh, happening in Israel and how Israel is, is so successful uh, with startups. And uh, for that reason, we have, uh, I'm, I, I feel very proud to have uh, our, uh, uh, the best Israeli law firm uh, on our webinar. And uh, we have uh, Yuval, who is uh, leading uh, the, one of the partners uh, uh, of the uh, tax practice at the leading law firm in, the, in Israel, um, Herzog, Fox and Neiman. Uh, so you will, uh, the floor is yours to explain uh, about uh, uh, yourself, your uh, tax practice, your firm and also uh, what everybody wants to hear. What is uh, the reason for being so successful? Okay, th thank you, thank you, Yanis, for the uh, for the kind words and for uh, the introduction. Um, I'm very happy to uh, to participate in this webinar. Um, I think I'll divide my uh, maybe to introduce myself first. Uh, I'm a, a corporate tax partner in uh, Herzog, which is uh, the largest uh, law firm. Uh, in Israel, uh, we do a lot of uh, uh, high-tech and technological-oriented uh, uh, work, uh, investments in Israel, mergers and acquisitions, and also, uh, of course, startups, uh, companies working in Israel, and uh, also with uh, R&D centers uh, around the world. Um, so maybe I can divide my uh, my dis the discussion into two parts. First, I'll, I'll just give you to reinforce uh, Yanis' um, uh, introduction. Maybe give you some uh, details, some taste of uh, the Israeli high tech uh, industry. So um, the the high tech industry is 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 about. Um, account for 50% of the of the export the national export of uh, Israel and it's uh, about 15% 15% of the uh, GDP if you can scroll up uh, one slide uh, that would be good we have uh, almost uh, 7000 uh, startups 
uh, in Israel um, and about 300,000 employees uh, which account for about 10% of the working force in Israel uh, all dedicated to the uh, technology uh, sector. Um, although Israel uh, is, is only less than 0.1% uh, of the world's population, uh, the investment, for example, in cybersecurity companies is, accounts for about 20% of the, of the global investments in uh, cybersecurity startups. And this goes on and on. Uh, we have two types of, uh, of the, the high-tech industry in Israel is, is divided into two big portions. Uh, one is the Israeli companies that uh, started in Israel and, and, and were built in Israel um, and, and keep uh, operating as Israeli companies. They were not acquired by the, the multinationals. In these slides, you can see a list of uh, of these sorts of companies, um, mo mo all of them actually uh, has a market worth of uh, more than one billion uh, dollars. Um, there are about close to 50, uh, 50 of these companies and every year more and more companies of this size are, uh, are uh, being added uh, to this list. Um, if you can go to the next slide, um, we also, uh, if you can go to the next slide, uh, yeah. We also have a very large uh, uh, activities of multinationals in Israel. Uh, mostly uh, the industry was originated by acquisitions a multinational like Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Google, all the big names basically are very active in performing M&A acquisitions in Israel of startups. And then what happens is that they uh, they sell the, the intellectual property from the Israeli company to uh, the multinational, uh, to the, the global company and retain in Israel an R&D center that basically is responsible to, to continue developing uh, whatever technology or products they were doing before the acquisition. Uh, over the years, uh, Israel has become a very attractive uh, uh, place for these sorts of activities. Um, we have more than 500 uh, multinational corporations with uh, uh, R&D centers in Israel. Uh, and again, all, all the big names, uh, mostly uh, from the US multinationals, but we also have uh, from many other countries, 35 different countries from the uh, Far East and, uh, and Europe and uh, many other jurisdictions. Um, I think that uh, what, what uh, if you can turn to the next slide, uh, since we are tax people, we'll talk. This was the background. Uh, now, now to the second part. Uh, if we can uh, talk about uh, the tax regime, that is definitely a major uh, factor in the success of the of the high tech industry in Israel. Uh, the baseline corporate tax uh, in Israel is uh, 23%, as uh, you'll see here. 
however, to uh, companies that uh, are active in the high tech and uh, uh, technological sector, including pharmaceuticals, there is a, a 7.5 to 12 uh, percent uh, uh, tax, corporate tax rate. Um, the difference between 7.5 and 12, 12 is in the center of the country, Tel Aviv, uh, and the 7.5 rate is uh, in more uh, peripheral areas, like in the north, in the south, but even also Jerusalem, whoever establishes the, uh, the company in these uh, jurisdictions and employ the companies, uh, employ the employees in these jurisdictions, get uh, even, uh, you know, get the beneficial 7.5 rate. The 6% rate uh, is, is for companies that have a turnover of a big turnover. This is uh, uh, $300 million of turnover. Uh, this tax rate uh, is intended to attract the big multinationals opening uh, companies uh, in Israel. The main condition for this uh, reduced tax rate for all of this, what you see here, is for the IP of the companies uh, to be owned uh, to be owned by the uh, by the Israeli company. So it doesn't work for R&D centers. Uh, it actually has to be to have uh, the company itself uh, has to own the IP in Israel. Um, one company, one famous company that took advantage of this uh, uh, provision is uh, Intel. Uh, they established a very big uh, operation uh, in Israel and uh, they got this uh, 6% rate in addition to uh, substantial governmental uh, grants uh, and other in incentives. Um, as I mentioned before, we have uh, uh, we have two competing, uh, the, the Israeli high-tech market uh, is divided to two basic uh, sectors. One, we have these companies that own the IP and develop the, the IP for their own benefit. And the other is uh, a, a, the R&D centers. So this only applies, this is a more attractive regime. It only applies to the companies that own the IP. I'll talk in a minute about the tax regime for the R&D centers, which is beneficial, but not as beneficial as this one. Uh, so for this one, you, you can also see the dividend rates. Uh, if, the, if the Israeli company is owned by a non-Israeli uh, company, the dividend will be the 4%. Uh, and otherwise it will be uh, the 20%. However, uh, Israel has a very good, uh, a very strong tax treaties uh, network. Uh, so, to the extent that uh, uh, non-Israelis are investing, uh, non-Israelis who do not qualify for the 4% rate invest through countries uh, from which uh, Israel has a, a tax treaty, they will uh, be able to benefit from the uh, reduced uh, uh, tax rate. Just to give you um, you know, a taste, uh, so for example, for uh, Estonia, uh, we have uh, zero rate on dividends uh, for uh, a company owning uh, more than 10% of the Israeli company. Uh, Latvia, 5%, Belarus, 10%, uh, 
so the dividends are uh, pretty uh, pretty attractive. Uh, so this is the regime. Uh, th this regime uh, is compliant with the OECD requirements uh, for tax competition. And so in order to uh, be compliant, uh, there is this nexus formula that uh, uh, requires the income uh, to be uh, th that is subject to this reduced rate to, do to be produced in Israel. Um, so meaning that uh, to the extent that there are uh, employees that are not in Israel or, or R&D expenses that are not in incurred in Israel, uh, then uh, 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 this will not be uh, subject to the uh, 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 to, to the special tax regime. However, um, th there is a way uh, around it. Uh, so if uh, an Israeli company owns a service center, R&D center in another country, let's say Estonia, uh, that will qualify under the uh, the Nexus uh, formula. So there, there, in, in the one hand, it's compliant with, uh, we have this Nexus formula, requiring uh, uh, requiring that uh, the income would, would be produced in Israel. Uh, on the other hand, there are ways around it uh, 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 to, um, uh, to qualify for this. So if you can go to the next slide, please. Yeah, so in addition to the, to the uh, attractive tax rate, there are also a, 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 a incentive, cash incentives from the government. It's called, it used to be called the Office of Chief Scientist. Now they have a more sexy uh, name, uh, the Israeli Innovation Authority, but it's a government, a government agency that provides uh, cash grants to uh, technology companies. Uh, the only condition, uh, it's, it's very easy to get these grants. Uh, however, the again, the condition is that the intellectual property will be owned by the Israeli company. To the extent that you take out the intellectual property outside of Israel, you have to refund the grant and uh, there is also some uh, uh, penalty uh, that you need to, uh, to, to, to make, to pay. But so long as the IP uh, uh, remains in the Israeli company, there is no, uh, no problem. So if, if we go to the uh, next slide. Um, now I, I spoke about the Israeli companies, you know, the one segment, the, the uh, unicorns, the startup that owns the IP. Uh, this slide is, is, uh, relates uh, solely to the, um, uh, the R&D centers, like Microsoft has a big uh, R&D center, uh, Apple, Facebook, uh, each, each service center, employees between 1,000 to 2,000 uh, employees in Israel. Intel, of course, on a different segment has uh, a, a, a big operation in Israel. Uh, so here the tax rate is 16%. It's, it's not as low as 6% or 7.5% or 12%. It's 16%. Um, the dividend is uh, 20%, but usually these companies work on a cost plus basis. So the margins that are left in Israel are not very high. Um, dividends, the formal statutory rate is 20%, but as you uh, as you could have seen, uh, 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 the tax treaty with holding rates on dividends is much lower. 
And frankly, there is no big profits left in Israeli companies, so it is less of important. Um, I should also mention that um, there is a zero rate VAT, so the Israeli companies do not pay VAT for the uh, remuneration for the service, the R&D services that they provided to the global uh, to the global group. Uh, usually, let's say the cost plus uh, is anywhere from we see what we see in practice is anywhere from five percent uh, to ten percent. Uh, with the with the bulk of the companies, uh, usually in between seven eight percent is is something that uh, we see uh, quite a lot. Uh, although it's not in this slide, and uh, uh, this is something uh, important to mention about the tax system in Israel, um, there is a very generous uh, employee uh, stock ownership regime, uh, you know, uh, stock incentive regime. Uh, employees, um, many of the employees in, in, in these companies are, enti are entitled to get uh, either stock restricted stock units or stock options or various other incentive programs that are uh, tied to vesting uh, uh, requirements. Uh, all the, the, the tax regime in Israel uh, is very attractive in terms of, uh, you know, how to, uh, to, to provide uh, uh, incentive. The employees are taxed on 25%. Uh, instead of uh, 50% and sometimes even more on ordinary income for uh, work uh, compensation. So many of these companies, not only the R&D centers, but also the, the unicorns and the, the regular uh, Israeli IP owners uh, provide, usually you'll see in the cap table, 10 to 20% uh, the stock owned by employees, and that's a significant incentive uh, that the government is is providing to the to the high tech sector. Um, uh, moving to the next uh, slide. Yeah, I'll just uh, I, I see that uh, I don't want to take uh, I, I can talk about it for an hour, but I, I just want to t talk say a few words uh, about the aspects for the investors. Uh, if you go to the next slide, so uh, tax investors Investors in Israeli startup companies who are non-Israelis uh, are usually tax exempt when they sell the shares in the Israeli companies. Uh, this was done in order to attract, to get in line with all uh, Western uh, uh, countries that provide uh, capital gains exemption uh, to their investors. So any investments done in an Israeli company uh, when you sell, when you you know there is an exit and you sell the shares, you do not have to worry about Israeli taxes. You are simply tax exempt. Uh, the only caveat is uh, for uh, uh, VC funds and sometimes private equity funds. Uh, the, in order to for them to be uh, exempt, uh, they need to get a special ruling. It is possible, but it, it is a process. Uh, and maybe one more thing to say that you know to to look out for uh, to be very careful. We know that there are some uh, the, the the capital gains tax exemption does not apply to what we call a, perma a permanent establishment in Israel. So if the non-Israeli investor has some sort of a permanent establishment, an office or um, 
you know, something alike that uh, is responsible for these investments, the capital gains exemption uh, uh, might be denied. And the tax authority in Israel are taking a very broad uh, interpretation of what uh, is constitute a permanent establishment. So, for example, for the funds, for the VC funds, you, you get a special ruling and you avoid this uh, problem. But we see situations where we have uh, non-Israelis who hold here an office with a representative uh, that uh, is doing some scouting work for startups, do some diligence on startups, um, but maybe negotiates in, in the investment terms. Uh, all of these are uh, might, uh, th there is no clear law in Israel, but all of this uh, might give some uh, headache to us uh, tax advisors when we advising. Uh, again, the, 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 the problem is that uh, this will be considered as some sort of a permanent establishment and then uh, deny the capital gains exemption uh, on the exit. Uh, so this is a sensitive uh, area in Israel, uh, but so far I think that we are able to uh, uh, to, to get uh, tax exemption even in this situation, but this is something uh, that uh, remains to be seen. So uh, I think that's I think that's the last uh, the last uh, yes I think that's the last uh, slide. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hopefully that uh, was uh, uh, you know a good uh, summary of uh, the tax regime in Israel. Uh, if you have, if you guys have any questions, um, obviously available uh, at the end of, of uh, this session uh, to address it. Uh, thank you again for uh, inviting uh, Herzog uh, to participate, and we uh, obviously uh, be happy to to address any uh, issues. Thanks.